What's up, everyone? I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Hey! Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Best Ones Boxing Show, period. Uh, Giandra, we are in our nice little red and uh, dark hues because it is officially November. You know what that means? Cold weather, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year it's already. A- the weather outside is frightful. Well, not really. It's still kind of warm, but it's it's getting frightful. It's getting there. It's beautiful. But uh, I know that, um, you know, usually November is a slow time for sports. Not here in Vegas. We have F1. We have Shakur Stevenson. And then we also have Demetrius Andrade. And I feel really bad. Demetrius, uh, uh, excuse me, David Benavides versus Demetrius Andrade is the wake of Thanksgiving. I don't know how fighters do it. I know I don't have it. I don't have it in me. I mean, just even I know you're isolated at camp, but there are some fighters that like to be amongst their family around that time. Like something is going, something's going to make it in there and then whole fight is on. So salute to them for the extra, (laughs) the extra discipline during the holiday season. But if you got to fight, you got to fight. Yeah. And uh, later on, we're going to be interviewing Demetrius, but there are some things that we, that, you know, fans, not even necessarily boxing fans, MMA fans and people who are just interested in seeing a crazy spectacle. Uh, This past weekend, we did see Tyson Fury, the lineal heavyweight, WBC heavyweight champion of the world, take on, yes, Francis Ngannou. He was the heavyweight uh, champion for uh, UFC. I don't think anyone gave uh, Ngannou a chance. Nobody. And the betting odds, I bet on Ngannou for the, you know, to pull off the win, I would have won three grand. And I was, I was so close. I was so close to winning. But um, when you were watching it, Giandra, because we were texting back and forth, what were your thoughts? I have thoughts. I have thoughts. First of <laughs> all, I've got <laughs> thoughts. Let's dig into it. First of all, Tyson Fury. And you know, and I say this with all confidence because I know we're probably never going to talk to Tyson Fury. He's made it clear that he only likes to talk to very specific members of the press. And then if he has to talk to the machine. So I say all that to say Tyson Fury had us out here looking crazy. I think about the survey that I put up on the best women's um, stories asking, is Tyson Fury going to win by knockout or by decision? The whole point of the survey was this is going to be a very dominant when and he really was out there looking like he was playing around it was embarrassing for it to be such a close fight between a fighting man who is says he is the fighting man and his family are this family of fighters and this mma guy with his rudimentary style just came out of nowhere and that's no diss to his coaches but come on i'm very disappointed I, it was it was disappointing, but it was actually kind of like a breath of fresh air because all the <laughs> all the shit talking people were doing, all the shit talking Tyson was doing, you know, saying that this is uh, uh what is all table tennis, and then Imgano was like, I am the table tennis champion of the world <laughs> after he won. Uh, he's going to take him to school, and Francis Ngannou was like, Well, I'm your black mother effort professor. Like it was just such a play on. how the story went and it was like they kept saying it was a Riyadh Rocky basically I was really impressed uh Nganu I I didn't know he had skills like that Mike Tyson said it that yes he has power but 
Mike Tyson will have to like, you know, build up the fight. Teddy Atlas said it's a puncher's chance. Anything can happen. But we all we all hear that because they're all in Saudi, the baddest of the bad. Everyone and their mother was there to hear that and actually see it play out. I couldn't believe when he got knocked down, girl. I'm like, damn. This, that was embarrassing. Like I'm sorry. It was embarrassing. Like Francis Ngannou, and it's no dish. You are were at the top of UFC, a tremendous mixed martial arts fighter, but you're not a boxer, you're a mixed martial artist. But I guess now I have we have to call you a boxer because you were in there with the fighting man, you know, really he, doing your thing. I have such the, a new respect. He was with the heavyweight champion of the world and he toyed with him. He made him he made him look amateur. A lot of people say exposed fury, um, you know, just a lot of weird things. But you know, there were no excuses. Everyone was making excuses for Fury, which is very interesting. Very mm -hmm. interesting. But Fury came out and said in many interviews after the day after, because they didn't have a post-fight press conference, was that he this was his best training camp. He trained 12 hard weeks and felt great. So I don't know. And we all saw it. We Fury, I mean, Usyk was in the crowd and he even said, I was telling Fury, jab more, jab more, because he knew that stakes are high because their fight that's supposed to happen in December is now happening in February. It's Riyadh season. That's why it's all starting and uh, they got to get that fight in. There's hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. So now going into this fight with Fury Usyk for Undisputed, do you find a little lackluster now? What do you think? Do you think I mean, I've always thought Usyk is going to be undisputed. When he went mm -hmm. into the heavyweight dis, uh, division, I'm like, this man will be two-time undisputed. What are your thoughts? What does that fight even look like now? You know, if this was Fury's 12 hard weeks, what was he looking like? Does anybody, hello, Ta if anybody has any photos of what Fury looked like 12 weeks before that fight, like what was he over there doing? Where Did he balloon all the way up? Was he deep in the trenches with uh, filming? You know, that Netflix stuff probably was filmed way, way long before 12 weeks ago. But just the idea of him saying he had a hard camp and now, and that was the result. Like, I've just, I don't but know. It wasn't about a that. hard camp. People were saying it was hard. He said he had one of the best camps, like the hardest camps, but the best camps. Uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe father time because he did Paris. His wife had another baby. What that's baby number seven. You baby. know, it's a lot of we babies. We all know what that's like. That's, that's it's a really interesting dynamic of the heavyweight division. Uh, Mauricio Suleiman said fighting him, uh, him fighting. They're going to rank him in the WBC heavyweight top 10. So, girl, I was texting you. I'm like, I want to see Wilder and Ganu. I want to see Ganu Joshua. Like, you see Eddie Hearn putting in his hat, name in the hat. You see Wilder. Hold I mean, on, Cynthia. Hold on. I don't <laughs> see how. Wait, nah. Hold on, hold on. Right. Well, let's run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Yeah, this is our run it back special, guys. Francis Ngannou will crack the top ten mm -hmm. for losing this fight in his pro in his boxing debut Road. fight. He's cracking the top ten of the WBC rankings. Mm -hmm. Mauricio. Come on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I got a lot of respect for Mauricio. I like Mauricio. He's cool, but look, come on, let's be real. Are we serious now? Are we, we just jump in the line? Like we didn't learn from the whole thing. And I mean, he ultimately ended up being great champion with uh, Lomachenko and Lomachenko coming in. And they said he was technically. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Professional when he started or maybe he wasn't and that's how he got the title fight when he was early, early in his career. But we're really going to, I mean, I know the heavyweight is looking a little, heavyweight division looking a little abysmal right now, but that's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they, okay. A lot of, you know, a lot of people's eyes, they thought Ngannou won. And a lot of people's eyes thought Fury barely made it. I mean, barely, barely. If I think if Ngannou won that last round, it could have, it could have easily gone Ngannou. But um, people have to score it round by round, not just overall the fight of like that one knockdown where Fury said it was a flash knockdown. It hit me behind the head, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you got knocked down. It's a, still a 10 8 round. It's, no given partici- it's given participation trophy to me by putting him in the top 10 and it's setting it up just in case they want to rematch or whatever, you know. But you know what? I have to give it because sometimes a lot- boxing has been kind of lackluster, if you know what I mean. Like a lot of the fights that we want are not being made. And so um, screw it. We've always talked about these influencers or other people coming into the sport trying to uh, trying to do something with the sport and Ngano, I think it's great for the sport honestly if he continues to box and he just said he was this is my first pro boxing debut imagine if he keeps training and he gets better and better how will he look how many fights has Jake Paul had like four uh, four wait boxers like per, against professional boxers just or? boxing they're they're sanctioned boxing they're, they're, matches so Nah, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know if his fights are sanctioned because is he, you know, is he, is he ranked? Like is somebody ranking him? No. Okay. I think he was supposed to be ranked by WBC, but like not top 15. Does he even have a I'm just not, I'm just, I'm just not even feeling the precedent of just because you fought someone in a money grab automatically and you did pretty good that it automatically puts you into the rankings. And I, you know, I say that completely respectfully, Francis and Ganu, you did great. I enjoyed watching it. It was, uh, the event was bananas. Like what, how much did Riyadh spend on just the boxing match? Hell they're having crown jewel. I think that's in Riyadh this weekend too, for WWE. So like, can we get a check? Like what right. is going, what, it, what are y'all spending? But I just don't like the precedent of just because you fought the top guy pretty good. It automatically puts you into the rankings. Like that's crazy. Cause that I damn could, you know, I could take a fight with, we never mind what weight division I would be in. <laughs> I could take, I could take a fight with somebody 
And if it's the top person in that division, then I want to be ranked too. I want a WBC mm-hmm. ranking. Give me a little bell. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah I don't, I'm not feeling that. I'm feeling Francis Ngannou in the heavyweight division. I agree with you. I like that. I just don't like the ranking part. I just think that's complete nonsense. Well, to each their own. You know, it's For sure. money, money. For the love of money. Yep. Uh, Jake Paul has eight professional boxing matches. So there you go. Uh, Yeah, I don't think he's ranked. Uh, Now we know Ngannou, like Eddie Hearn said, uh, uh, Joshua destroys Fury after this. And now um, Joshua, he wants Joshua versus Ngannou because they know, A, he (laughs) has his own fan base. B, people saw how he boxed and he nearly outboxed um fury let's just be honest and uh and one thing about Nganu is that he's just so nice like though he's so eloquent the way he speaks he doesn't talk shit i mean he talks his shit now it is called for it is called Mm -hmm. for uh so now um there have been there have been thoughts about maybe wilder versus Nganu, but not in the boxing ring which we wanted um because that would be amazing for pbc uh it would be possibly in an octagon don't want it girl don't want it i don't want it legs his little legs <laughs> once they get to kicking like i mean you know you have fighters like john jones who have like that kind of lean wiry type of build but john jones is an mma fighter yeah. like i i got nothing but love for deontay you know to this and you day saw what happened to john jones's legs exactly him anderson silva like oh, so yeah, many right, people yeah. they've all been jacked up but here's my thing why why even I, I, I get it. And Ganu, new cash cow. Love that. Love that for anybody who can make a couple coins. Love that. And he made a whole lot of coins this past weekend. But if y'all, if they're trying to spend money, just give us the damn Wilder Joshua, Joshua Wilder fight. Let's make it rumble in the sand because it can't be rumbled in the jungle because it's not a jungle out there. No, Why we Hearn, can't do that? Hearn wants, Hearn wants Joshua and Ganu in Rumble in the Jungle Part 2 in Africa. <laughs> Absolutely. No. (laughs) From a financial perspective. Absolutely. Yes. From a fan perspective. Absolutely. No. Because then is it a sanctioned fight? Like, what is it? Like, what are we really doing to our sport? This guy just comes over here and it's no disrespect. I like Francis Ngannou, like um, Niger Nation Nigerians. Please don't come for me. I did my 23 and me. I'm like 18% Nigerian. (laughs) So don't come for me. But I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't want to see it. I don't want it. I want him on the, I like him on the card, put him on the card, but let him box, let him box somebody. And if he's going to want to go back to MMA, you know, what's up? What's he heavyweight? John Jones, DC can come off of retirement. One of them guys, but mm -mm. he's gone. Uh -uh, I'm not feeling that. No, I think he's he might be possibly done with MMA. I don't know. Right. I personally would would love to see Francis Ngannou uh, mix it up with the heavyweights. Not necessarily, you know, Usyk next. No, he right, can't be definitely undisputed, no. like the next fight or something. I would love to see him do, uh, you know, anybody at this point that that doesn't have a belt because they're all vying for Fury or Usyk. But as of right now, we've been trying to see um, what's his name, um, Andy Ruiz. And Wilder, that ain't ever mm-hmm. happening. Um, right. so what's his name? Put his name in the hat. The one that he, everyone says he's like 80 years old. 
<laughs> Luisa uh, Ortiz. He's 137 years old when he fought. And uh, what? And uh, who? Who else is out there? You've got the the kid. You know, maybe they could do some business together. The top ranks kid is out there. Jared Anderson. Uh, Jared Anderson is yeah. out there. Yeah, he was um, there. Yeah. F. A. Ajaba is he a yeah. heavyweight? You know, he's, yeah, get him some more fights under his belt. I get it. He's going to be demanding yeah. See, there you go. It's a it's a top rank thing. Boom. Throw him on ESPN. Like, give him a little stay busy, little stay busy something on the broadcast. You know, just to reacquaint him with the They're ESPN. Not gonna, the Bob Arum is not going to sign. I know. Ngannou, who almost took out their heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. Hey, man, it's business. Money. That's how money. Devin and that's how Devin ended up over there. So you never know. There, yeah, that's right. These fighters are over there playing Survivor. They fighting, and whoever loses get eliminated off the island. <laughs> that would be so. Funny. They should have a. They should have something like that, yeah. like you know, contender style, uh, Survivor style. Exactly. So those were some of the fights, and then I mean, I'm going to touch on it real fast that we didn't get to talk about it. Um, Rocky Hernandez and uh, Foster had round of the year in the 11th round. If you guys have not seen it, please, 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 please go watch it because it you will be mind blown. Rocky was winning 11 rounds and he got turned around in the 12th. Oh, girl, it got stopped in 31 seconds. Oh, uh, so I just want to touch on that. And then also we had before that on Friday, we had something historical, Amanda Serrano. She did 12 rounds, three minute rounds. Um, against Daniela Ramos. Yes. Uh, congrats to you because girl, that is exhausting. Her choosing, yes. you know, she, her toenails are falling off from all uh. the running. And I mean, it, that's, that is hard endurance, hard cardio just, and mm-hmm. they punched over 2,400 punches. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I 24 punches. I'm looking around in here. If there's any of me at the wall for 24 full on punches. I'll be laid out in this floor, 2,400 punches. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, it was fun to see. She packed out the Caribe Royale in um, Orlando and we saw Layla Ali there, Holly Holmes, Chrissy Martin. She was there mm-hmm. and she had a fighter on the card who won. So it was good to see like, those are the trailblazers that have come before Amanda and also Amanda's around that time. I don't know. A lot, a lot of people still don't care for the 12 rounds, three minutes. I personally think if we're never going to get that, go 12 rounds, two minutes, baby steps. What do you want? Do you, did you like the three minutes, 12, uh, 12 rounds? I would like maybe three minute, 10 rounds, like, you know, maybe okay. that version of it. Unless, but I know the rules say it has to be 12 rounds for a championship match. So it would have to be, if you're going to do a championship fight and you want to do the equality perspective, then it's three minute, 12 rounds. I, but yeah, my personal preference would be maybe three minute, 10 10 rounds, three minutes and, and see how that goes. Cause it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot salute to Amanda again, like you mentioned, for being a trailblazer. Congratulations to her on the victory. It's been very interesting to see the rankings reactions as we're part of the the ring rankings in our discussion um, and how those elements of the fight fit into how how women's fighters are ranked. And, you know, it's going to be interesting too, from our perspective as people who vote and people who rank, how that's going to affect the rankings. Like, are there going to be more women now who signed the pledge with them who are now going to negotiate three minute, 12 round fights? You know, how is that, 
how do you now compare them if you've got like more women who are fighting this way, but maybe everyone in the division doesn't. So it's going to be interesting to see how this changes the criteria of just rankings right now. It's not going to affect like a Hall of Fame voting, but rankings is going to be very interesting as we've been seeing. Yeah, I mean, as you know, for the women's panel, uh, for people who always wonder about any of these rating panels, do we just blindly vote? No, we have full on debates and discussions and they go on threads. It's like, you know, people disagree. And and that's what we love about is that they speak their mind because we what we see and what the what the people that are on the panel and they've been in boxing way longer than us and they've seen women at the very beginning when women's boxing started coming um to the forefront uh Mm -hmm. so this is it's it's quite interesting to see and what's interesting even more is that um amanda serrano mentioned that she wants to go uh, most of her fights now from going on are she wants to do three minutes 12 rounds so that's going to impact on an undisputed title because the wbc does not recognize it so she'll never be able to have an undisputed uh, bout as of right now if wbc doesn't you know they one day say you know what maybe but it is uh, it is a little different to watch. It was fun to watch, but you know, I can I say, uh, will that one extra minute produce a knockout? We don't know. We so, don't uh, know. We should do like a a challenge one day in the future, like just a little social content. We're gonna stand and we're gonna go to the gym and film at your gym. Shout out to your trainer, and we're gonna go over to the gym and see how long it takes us to throw twenty four hundred punches. I'm sure you will finish a lot faster than I would, but I really would be interested in timing. And that's just throwing them, not okay. someone firing back at us, or you know, just at the bag, just. Boom 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 boom, boom, boom. whatever mixture whoo I might be laid out in the bed the next day my back will be hurting but girl you know what when I started boxing again like it's been years since my pregnancy (coughs) I couldn't move I was like even to yesterday I did a lot of ring IQ work, a lot of footwork, a lot of body work. My brain, I felt like it was Brooklyn's brain, like you know, learning (laughs) and I was like. I'm tired. The fight that's happening this week, Rama Ali, she's going to be in beautiful Monaco. She is taking on her rematch against Guzman. She'll be fighting because she got knocked out. And so she wants to redeem herself. So this will be a good fight for her. I want to see if she's able to, She was she able to make the changes? I like Rama Ali when you're on a high. She's not also just a boxer. She's a model. She, when she's not boxing, she's at Fashion fashion Week in Paris. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But uh, and that's the great thing. And she's also a refugee. So she's always about empowering younger women. The girl, she has her charity and she helps uh kids get into boxing programs and I mean like I said I've read her book amazing book you will cry yeah so any last minute thoughts before we wrap up our segment before Demetrius Andre joins us those of you at home taking score I don't want to see Wilder versus Nganu in an octagon I don't want to see it I want to see Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder in Nigeria or um, the Congo, well, the Congo's kind of got a lot of unrest right now. So Nigeria um, or 
Maybe not so. No, no. Maybe you could do it in Nigeria. That's what I want to see. But I'm fresh off of reading Blood Brothers, the book about uh, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm fresh off of reading that. So I want to see that. Nganu, welcome to the sport. Glad to have you. Glad to see that you really trained and you took it seriously. It wasn't just looking like a bunch of windmilling and, and, and ill preparedness. So salute to him. But I don't think you should be ranked by the WBC yet. Sorry, Mauricio, got number left for you, but I'm not feeling that. Tweet at us, put a, you know, shout out. Do you want to see Francis Ngannou in the ring or in the octagon with Wilder? And mm-hmm. um, I, I would assume no. <laughs> yeah. And do, and do you, and do you think he, and do you think he should be ranked? You know, all things considered, it is, it is a, a great topic because he had a great showing. He is a combat sport athlete and the division is a bit paltry right now. So what do y'all think? Let us know, let us know in the comments or tweet at us or Instagram us. Should he be ranked? And do you want to see him against Wilder in the octagon? Well, that's Giandra's last thoughts. And uh, we're going to be bringing on Demetrius Andrade. It's me again, boo-boo. We got, we got one crazy kid. It, we got, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we, <laughs> we have a two division uh, world champion, Demetrius, boo-boo, Andrade. You know what? You go by Andrade, Andrade. What else? Give give us the correct, give us the the correct pronunciation. The real pronunciation. Yeah. So for the men, for the fellas, is yeah, Mr. Sir Andre. For the ladies, Sir Andrade. Andrade. <laughs> you, you, you have your trainer, Andre Rosé. I always call him Rosier. So Andrade Rosier. It's just so much sexier yeah. when you roll it off the tongue. And then, you know, I'm Cape Verdean. And so that's how they pronounce it. But when you come to, the, of course, the U.S., is um Andre and so I, like I said the fellas hey Sandra how you doing hey my brother ladies hi Mister hey <laughs> Mister Andre <laughs> we've been having a bird's eye view to you training at snack gym and just seeing what all of that entails it it's it's a challenge when you have been waiting for a long time and you want to, you finally get to a fight that really interests you so talk a little bit about training at snack what that's looking like for you we've got to see you running stairs you know doing a lot of hardcore work what has been the the center for you of the strength and conditioning like what is the what's been making the biggest difference for you um so i've been working with the uh, believe since like 2012 um you know i've done a few camps here a lot of camps back in like my home state rhode island or you know sometimes in florida but in this particular fight the the best has to work with the best. And Victor Conti is the best when it comes to not just knowing the body and the atmosphere of how professional um, athletes should be around in their atmosphere, not like being distracted or anything like that, but also his experience of organization, no monkey business is what we call it, the boo-boo project, you know, everybody being accountable. Nobody gets to, you know, uh, pretty much what I say, slack one punch when nobody's here doing that. And so... It's good to have Victor being able to, you know, help lead that, um, you know, game plan and having, like he says, pulling the 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 horses, the horses all in the same direction. And he don't play no games, so it's like it's great to have that um, experience and you know, and what he does for the the mind, body, and soul as well to get you ready and amped up to be the best you can be. Protecting you too at the same time, he's also protecting us. 
in the sport of boxing. Walk us through what does a typical day look like for you at SNAG? What time do you start? What does a, a, a training day look like for you? Um, every day is different, of course, but um, I just, I do everything. I do track work. Um, I do yoga. I do swimming. I do boxing. Um, I rest, of course. I sleep. But when usually when I put my alarm clock, it's like 30 minutes before I see Victor's text. I'm on my way. I'm like, yep. <laughs> everybody here at this time. Yep. <laughs> um, so we have structure. We have everybody being accountable and everybody must uh, uh, apply their strength to the game plan. And so that's what that's what that's what is the best thing about being yeah, on. A lot of fighters have always wanted to come join that or come train at that gym because they're very curious, but you only get selected. And you have Coach Remy screaming at you, go faster. You have your trainer, um, Andre Rozier. Speaking uh, of Remy, well, he's telling me, right? So we're going through these drills. He's like, Okay, try this, but go slow. Okay, go slow. So I, I'm going slow. Like, faster. I'm like, what is it? Slow or fast, fast or slow? Well, I don't understand, <laughs> man. We talk, I don't understand your English. It's not fast. <laughs> Slow and slow, like, but we have a good time out there. But Remy definitely has a lot of experience of, um, you know, fast twist muscles, uh, getting me like, you know, in and out, attacking, getting away defense. Of course, I have great defense, but he's just teaching the in and out. So that's what also, you know, you get from here the recovery, um, the high altitude, um, you know, 100% oxygen for recovery, stem cells, uh, a lot of the educational part that the sweet science of boxing really needs is the Victor Conte of the understanding how does the body actually work so it's great to be a part of that and have the education to you know him passing it to me and me being able to pass it to other people that we feel is the selected few to be able to come join this camp um this snack um train uh, and that's the only way you can come in here. So you, there's no, it's invitation only. Mm -hmm. And so now as uh, the fight, you're preparing for your fight. I'm going to shift just your, your thoughts to the card itself. So now on the undercard, you will have as the chief support, Jose Benavides Jr. will be fighting against Jamal Charlo, which is an interesting fight in itself. But I think back to when you were at USC and we saw Jamal Charlo annihilate J-Rock. And I remember you came to that press conference here in LA. I got it on tape. It was very entertaining. Do you, how does that look to you just knowing that that was a fight that you wanted and now it's like, oh, you're on my undercard now. You didn't want to fight me and now you're providing support to to my fight. And what do you think about that matchup? Before I ever retire the sport of boxing and never put on some gloves again, I'm going to make sure that I hit Jamal Chala with some type of uppercut, right hook, something. He's not going to be able to, like, get out of the sport of boxing without me and him tangling somehow, some way. But it ain't going to be for free, of course. But if worse comes to worse, <laughs> we're gonna have to, we will have to put this shit in an exhibition spawn match. Because, like, we're cool, you know? Like, there's this, there's this thing of boxing where it's kind of like, you know, fuck you, fuck me, fuck me, fuck you. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I get that part, but couple months back, try to build something up again to, you know, make this fight happen. Um, but he just doesn't seem like he's in the right state of mind at that time. He was going on with a whole lot of thing. And, you know, mental health is like a big thing um, today. My mental health was getting my ass whooped and then going whoop ass. And so, uh, yeah, get my ass whooped at home and then I had to go whoop ass in the gym. So that was, that was relief for me. Everybody, 
has an own path and you got to take that stuff seriously. But um, he's in a position where he needs to get things going. And a, a fight with me and him would have been great. But um, but besides that, the shit talking he does, like, yeah, come here, come here, come here, come here. Let me listen, I got you. Don't worry about it. Get on this car, man. We'll be all right. We're my little brother this time around. All right. We're still going to get fucked up. You're still going to be a little brother. I got to cut. Cool. All right. Cool. So, yeah, that's our relationship now. Compared to when I ran up on them in LA. And we know we don't think about that part of the relationship that you guys all have with each other because we know you as competing at this level. Most of you guys all grew up with each other, whether it was amateurs, you might have been on same teams, different teams. Is there a true shift in the thinking when it becomes, okay, we pros, we fight for money now? I have to act like I don't mess with you because we see so many fights that don't get made because they're like, oh, that's my boy. That's my friend. Okay, my friend uh, uh, and all that stuff. So how does that even change from growing up with these guys to getting to now where it's about some serious money and a serious oh, yeah. in your living? Yeah, of course. I mean, this is some relationships are, you know, more in depth than others, you know? So if you don't have like a real you know, real, real depth, in-depth relationship. There's no reason not to fight, you know? Um, yeah, checking in, like, hey, how you doing on the holidays? Cool, whatever. But, yeah, make those fights happen. But if you, like, you know, I don't know. It, it all depends, too. Like, but, you know, if it's, like, family gathering, you're always around my family, always around your family, and it was, like, tight like that, it kind of does come to a point. It's like, damn, do we fight? It's like, you know, it's you don't want to, you know, then now family is, like, kind of, like, you, those are the things you kind of want to stay away from, but it's like if, if the pay's good, <laughs> if the pay's good, we all go on our vacation. <laughs> Demetrius, you just mentioned family, and uh, your fight is landing the day or two days after Thanksgiving. God bless you guys, because I don't know how you're not going to eat because you have to make weight. Uh, but how is is your family going to be here? Or are they going to? How do you celebrate? How how are you going to celebrate Thanksgiving when you're in fight week? By winning November twenty fifth against David Benavides. That's that is my feast. That is my Thanksgiving. Um, I've done been fighting all my life. So some holidays, some birthdays, some uh, events, some things. Kids' birthdays, mom's birthday. Just. It just is what it is. It's life. It's just part of it. Like, I'm not, we're not like, oh, Thanksgiving, man. That ain't shit. Man, we want to get ready to have things. We can have Thanksgiving today if we want to, you know? So, it's like, it's really not like a day of, like, you know, me and my family, we always try to get together, you know, throughout the months, of course, and do our own thing. And uh, my team, of course. So, it's just like, right now, we're having Thanksgiving. The camp's here. Everybody's here. We eat and we have a good time. We're training. We're on a mission. And the mission is to win. So this is our Thanksgiving. We don't get to learn like a lot about you and your, your family. And, you you know, we know about your lineage. But, I mean, are you, do you have kids? Are you big uncle? Like, what is your family like? Are you, are you dad? Or are you big uncle? Like, what do you like, got I'm, going on? I'm, I'm daddy. <laughs> to four. You know? oh, really? Uh, yep. Daddy to four beautiful kids. Um, you know, I, I'm like I let people know, yeah, I have kids and stuff like that, but you know, that's that's their own private life, you know. Like there's so much going on in this world. I don't ever want my kids to get caught up in anything on my behalf, but I want to give them the benefit of my behalf when it really counts. So it's kind of like I don't need to let nobody know my personal life like that, but 
I can let you know something about me, some things I have going on. Um, nobody needs to know out in the streets, like my kids' names and stuff like that. Like, just, you know, I have girls, I have uh, boys. So it's just like, I'm protecting them and they will grow within themselves and learn. And of course, as time goes on, they become more mature. Then it's like, all right, these, so now they understand what a, somebody is, oh, I know your dad. No, you don't. Okay, cool. But you don't, that mean does what that means. I like that. I like, I like the privacy because you protect your kids. Jandra and I both have segments and mine is called off the cuff. I'm going to say a name. You, the top of your head, don't even think. Give me three words. Ready? <laughs> He's like, right. Francis Ngannou. Black African strong brother. <laughs> Jamal Charlo. Weak. Little brother. Spence versus Crawford, too. Terrence Crawford, a great way for Earl Spence to come and bounce back. That's more than three words. That's real life stuff. That is a fight that Terrence showed his will and drive. And I think for Spence, it'd be good to just go, take the second fight, win, lose, or draw, get get out of boxing. Clarissa Shields. The Gwalt. The Gwalt. Be your bestie, Canelo. Bitch. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <For> Canelo. <laughs> Bitch. All right. Okay. And that's a perfect segue for my segment. So my last segment is called Talk Your Shit. And so for the last for these last 30 seconds of our time, whoever you got smoke for, whether it's fandom, another fighter, you know, that kid in the third grade who wasn't looking at you right. Demetrius Andre, go ahead and talk your shit. No, 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 no. I had no problem. I ain't never had no problem. Cause you see my crew, I ain't fuck with them. <laughs> so I never had that. Um, yeah, Canelo, I will say, you know, because you wasn't given David Benavides the opportunity and he was the best um, super middleweight fighter out there. And he proved that by beating Caleb Plant too, because he had the belt. Uh, Billy Joe wasn't going to beat him. And so I'm taking the challenge of fighting the biggest guy in the biggest weight class at 168 pounds. And I think this is the biggest fight. So that's goes to show that. And for the fans, for the fans, really, it's just like, ain't you just happy to see two of the best fighters or fighting together? Like, don't, ain't, should we like encourage that more than what somebody's resume is or what, uh, you know, nationality they are? Like, we need to just start supporting great fights because if we keep going on the line, like, who are you fighting? Who are you fighting? Who are you fighting? Who are you fighting? Because the fighter is giving you all the excuses and so you're running with that. When you do your research and you do your studying, you're gonna know, oh shit, that's a fight. So let's 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 just get more in tuned into that part of um the sport of boxing than you know who did somebody fight. Cause I don't know, I ain't fighting nobody, but look who I'm here today. I'm able to fight the best. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's that's period. Period. That was that was period. That was real good. Yeah, like you said, the best need to fight the best. And we started this whole year with Tank I mean, Ryan. It, it's we have to end this year uh, with some really good fights. And I'm glad, you know, Canelo, he just don't want to fight you or David. I just feel that you guys got screwed. But I'm glad both of you are fighting. And whoever wins this is supposed to fight Canelo. But who knows? We Canelo just does his thing. Yeah, he's, he. you know, um, Canelo has had the good opportunities. He has good background, the promotion. They moved him well. 
He has the luxury to do whatever he has to do, but at the same time, it's kind of sad when you know, like, yo, bro, what about these longevity guys like myself that's been in every weight class you have been in and you don't want to fight? This is the biggest fight at 168 pounds, no matter what. This is it right here. There's no, there's no other fight that can compare to this in this weight class. You can't. I, I don't. I don't see it. Well, Demetrius, we appreciate your time. Um, we can't wait to see you in the ring. We can't wait to see you fight week. Uh, Giandra and I will be there covering the fight. So make sure you come and hang out with us. We're going to expect you to talk more shit with us. Yeah, live sure. in person. And hate it, love it. Make sure you guys go get some snack. You know what I'm saying? Go get some snack, man. Go, go buy yourself a little ZMA, fellas. All that shit you've been. Maybe you need to Maybe you need to let one. Maybe you need to hurt it for a square. And then replace it with some ZMA. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm always powered by snack. Vitalized, Arabatine, all that stuff. John, do we need then, to get you on? And then go get yourself some, some 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 A team gear. Go to www.outoffame.com and go get you some merch. Go to David Benavides. Let's make sure this venue is popping with like, you know, what we need to have to continue to, you know, um give this water boxing what they need when it comes to buying them tickets. Okay, real fast before we wrap up, who's your walkouts? Uh, you have a rapper or someone coming out? Yeah, I'm going to, I've been, you know, doing a thing. I'll probably walk out with somebody in my culture to give it that vibe. So, you know. Oh, that would be dope. fun. Well, that that turning point of things. All right. I definitely well, like, I, I definitely like 50, though. 50's my boy. Like, I whoop your head, boy. No, I, I went. I went. Um, I went to the final on the final lap tour. That's a yeah, great, great. Yeah. show. Great show. Uh, Shout out to whole, his whole dance move is like this. That's all he got to do. You rich. Do. <laughs> I was like, let's go fifty for a whole week straight. I was doing that, and my girl was like, "What's going on? What that mean?" I was like, "You know, the fifty AKA Ferrari. Come on now. There you go. All right, Demetrius. Well, best of luck to you at uh, November twenty fifth, and uh, we can't wait to see how your performance is and what's going to happen. And if you're going to knock out the uh, the monster or you're going to outbox him. But like we guys said, this is a 50-50 fight and this is a fight that needs to happen. But Demetrius, again, thank you for your time and uh, we'll see you fight week. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right, well, John, what a great interview with Demetrius. Oh, uh, he's always fun to talk to and you, you never know what comes out of that man's mouth. I mean, you I never know. he says, F, you know, fuck it. Fuck Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> I try he's to curse. But he's yeah. got a lot of energy, man. He's like reminds me of like a little, like a little. You wind him up like a wind up toy, and then, boom, and then he's gone. Yeah. So you know, um, but this is we have to say our first official episode under our new partnership with Blue Wire Network. Uh, if you guys are yes. in Vegas, come visit the studio. It's at the Win. Yes, at the Win. And um, check us out. Check us out on Blue Wire. Uh, uh, bluewirepod.com so I'm like just look up Blue Wire Podcast mm -hmm. and uh, you'll see the network that we're a part of so it's, we're, we're really excited uh, for Giandra and I this is our next step in our journey for Best Women's Boxing Show period so again make sure you guys tune in to, to David Benavides versus Demetrius Andre November 25th it's right after Thanksgiving so make your guys is, um, sandwiches and whatever leftover Thanksgiving uh, food you have and tune in because it's a monster card. You have Jamal Charlo taking on Jose Benavides Sr. It's a stacked undercard and it's on Showtime pay-per-view. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy and make sure you guys tell us who do you think it's a 50-50 fight. Is it going to be David Benavides or Demetrius Andre? All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jay, I can't wait. Um, I'll see you guys. I'll see you in Vegas for fight week.
Mm-hmm. And make sure after you watch that fight, you throw them leftovers away. Don't keep eating that food after you watch that fight. That's disgusting. Throw that dressing away. Throw that mac and cheese away. Throw all that food away after the fight. Mm-hmm. Well, another Sunday football after football. All okay. Right. We got to wrap up. But again, thank you, Giandra. Um, another one in the can, but officially the first one in the camp of Blue Wire with our uh, uh, as our partnership. I'm Cynthia Conte. I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at fights. Bye, guys.